0: Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us, Uh, Pastor Corey. Good to be back in the studio with you uh, today. Uh, How are things going?
1: Good. Yeah, your studio it looks awesome. As I've mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, yeah, just I'm doing well. I mean, my my messy shelf over here, but I look back at your shelf there. It's beautiful. Well, it's. I'm it, jealous. I'm trying not to covet. Um, oh, no, don't don't. Yeah, no
0: coveting allowed.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I, doing well too. You you know that's
0: good. Um, you know, uh, I've put a couple of things up on there that are usually uh, out and about in the church because coming up in November is is our gratitude campaign. And so, oh, yeah. I don't know if you can see right there, there's the wood cut out of the word thankful that we've had Out and I can kind of see it. I yeah, right here is the uh, let's see, uh, engraved, I think you would call it the uh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. But or no, no, that's not it. 10 the 10,000 reasons one. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever may pass and whatever lies before me. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to you know start thinking about being grateful, so and and having gratitude and uh because
1: it is the season corner yeah and uh we you know we're going to start our gratitude campaign uh we got a little jolt of november december in october here we got we got inches of snow on the ground and frigid temperatures or at least frigid by october standards i mean my blood is not ready for this weather yet so it feels extra cold um and I haven't gotten out my long johns yet, you know, <laughs> the long johns. So I, anyway, uh, you know what, I'm encouraged, though, because
0: I opened the window and I can hear dripping. Uh, the snow is melting.
1: <laughs> so I'm hopeful. <laughs> to be up into the 40s today and maybe the 50s tomorrow. So but colder weather is coming. November is at our doorstep. This Sunday will be November 1st. Uh, with November, we've always done a uh, not always uh, since Tim's been here. We've we've done some focused um, uh, gratitude campaigns. What what's the theme this year, Tim? What's the title of our gratitude month?
0: Yeah, well, our theme this year is gratitude lights the way, um, and so the idea is it's actually kind of tied to Advent too, um, and so. This idea that having an attitude of gratitude or have, having our hearts anchored in gratitude helps, will, will help us transition uh, through this period of darkness and this period uh, of waiting uh, that comes with Advent, this longing and expectation that if we can have a thankful heart, uh, that that will help us get through it and help light the way, so... Uh, really excited about this. I mean, I'm always excited about our gratitude campaign. Um, This year is a little different, of course, (laughs) because we're not all gathering here every week for worship. And so the things that we've done in the past, they're not going to (laughs) work in the way that they have worked in the past. Uh, And so we've tried to come up with something new this year. And so we're going to be doing our gratitude campaign primarily outdoors. Um, and so we're going to be utilizing our bell tower uh, to uh, post our thanks, our things that we're grateful for. And so this year, uh, I've got some.
1: So, so if I could pause. Oh. I, uh, so for folks who are new to us or just as a reminder, we used to have a a. a- 10,000 Reasons wall is what we initially called it, uh, where we wrote thankfulness and clipped it, and the, the wall uh, kind of filled up with little notes of, of things that people are thankful for. And we can't do that because it's inside. So we needed a, a an all-weather, outdoor, observable, something that you could participate in, outdoor option, and and, and Tim's about to describe it. So.
0: Yes, sorry, I jumped the gun there a little
1: bit. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to talk about the old idea a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, we, we've traditionally, like you said, we had these brown uh, cardboard cards or whatever, craft paper cards, I don't know. And people would write their thankfulness. Well, this year we have uh, these little babies, which are magnetic and uh, they say, I'm thankful for, and you can write, Uh, whatever you're thankful for, and then put it on one of the legs of the uh, bell tower. Uh, And we can fill that up with our gratitude. So there's going to be a sign out there. There's going to be some lights out there. We're going to have the resources, the magnets, the Sharpie markers and stuff like that. They'll be available um, in in the church. If you're here during business hours, you can stop in or outside the church on a table, um, just outside the fellowship hall. And you can write what you want and put it up there. And hopefully we'll be able to fill that up with the things that we're grateful for. And I, I took a few minutes just before, um, actually, before we even talked about doing this podcast and wrote a few of my own to get started. Um, so uh, here's one of mine. I'm thankful for uh, God's goodness and grace. And so, uh-huh. you know, it's simple. And then.
1: Yeah just slap it
0: up there boom
1: and then everybody can see what i'm thankful for so yeah you're gonna slap it on the tower of gratitude as i'm calling it tower of gratitude i'm excited for this the magnets are going to add up you can put it on any side uh any of the the legs of the tower you know build from the ground up you know anywhere you can reach don't do anything dangerous uh hopefully it'll fill it up uh, and then we'll, as Tim's saying, we'll light it up and it'll be a, a physical symbol to, to, to the community, to those who pass by, uh, reasons to be grateful. Invite your friends and neighbors to come do it. Come as a family, uh, you know, participate in it. Uh, you know, if you are living far away, share with us what you're grateful for. We can write it on there and we can, we can put it on the, the, the bell tower for you. We'll share some pictures as the, the, the little gratefulness magnet notes are added uh, and, and it grows and grows. We'll definitely share pictures of that. Um, the cool thing is when this is done at the end of November, people can take their magnets home and put it on their fridge and stuff, right? Yeah. And Tim's just nodding, which is not great for radio. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> they can take them home. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, you could take your paper cards home before, but uh, most people didn't. But um, so cool. The Tower of Gratitude coming soon. When's the first day that supplies are going to be ready and available, Tim?
0: Uh, well, November 1, Sunday is the launch day. So that's when things will be available. Um, we're going to have so- a big banner up there. I'm not sure it's going to arrive before sunday but we'll have the magnets and everything ready
1: people can get started but tim the church is closed so why would we you know isn't the church church closed closed (laughs) oh the church is not closed (laughs) no you can come you can come to the church facility on sunday uh and do stuff yes you you can can. worship as a large group no that's what is not happening basically One of the only activities that we're not doing besides gathered Sunday school is gathered in-person worship. Uh, But the church is open as far as we're doing things. We're having Bible studies. We're having ministry. We're giving. We're serving. We're blessing. And you can come to the facility Sunday, this Sunday, November 1st. You can uh, get the worship service via radio outside in your warm car if you want. Or you can join us at the very end of the service for communion. Either service, nine or eleven a.m. We'll have communion available uh, outside. Uh, Or and or you can come get your uh, grateful grateful gratitude magnet and do that right there and do an activity right there. So uh, you are not banned from coming near the church facility. Uh, uh, Dozens of people come in every week. Uh, So. Uh, for Bible study and uh, other reasons, so uh, yeah, uh, cool. We um, we're going to have more to say about the gratitude campaign, right? Yes, but we should use our time now to talk about our sermon scripture. You think? Unless you have anything else to add to that, I do not. So we do not. So let's uh, let's talk
0: about uh, John's Gospel. Uh, we're, we're good news not, according to John yeah yeah we're still in our series that you may believe and we're marching through John's uh, marchings maybe not quite the right word we are we we're going somewhere <laughs> through John's gospel <laughs> are you saying it's slower than a march I mean, yeah, yeah that's all that marchings usually a little faster so um uh, <laughs> but that's not good or bad that's not
1: no <laughs> we're taking our time. we're taking our time Tim. yes we're yeah're we're enjoying, we're enjoying our journey through John and yes. some of you have been doing reading plans in the Gospel of John um, and it's been a joy to do that. Some of you have done you know more than one that's that is the goal. We're not confused. Yes, we've done multiple John reading plans where you read through the Gospel of John. And yes, we're going to do it again. We are in the midst of a 10-day reading plan on the Bible app in the Gospel of John. We will have a break after that one for Thanksgiving and and the season of Advent. There'll be some other um, reading plans for for that stuff, and then we'll be back in John as a church. We want to be united in the Gospel of John. We want to be united in all our all our study and worship when we you know we can't physically be together we we want to encourage that unity so uh, we've been in the gospel of john we are in the gospel of john uh tim do you feel like reading this long section um john 1 35 through 51 do you you have a bible on that, those gigantic shelves well i took it off of the gigantic wow shelf. it's like you're prepared
0: <laughs> <It's> awesome <laughs> oh I'd, I'd love to read it uh awesome So, yeah, we're going from uh, 35 to the end of the chapter, right? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. In uh, my ESV translation, this section uh, starts out, Jesus calls the first disciples. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, what are you seeking? And they said to him, rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. One of the, two who had, uh, one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Peter.
1: So here we have uh, Jesus speaking for the first time in the Gospel of John. I'm sure he spoke before in his life, but we, we hear from him in the Gospel of John now. We, we have John the Baptist calling him the Lamb of God. Again, we have disciples uh, following him. So he's, he's really uh, launching his ministry. He's been pointed at by John the Baptist now some of John the Baptist's disciples are shifting from following John the Baptist to following Jesus. Uh, some of them are going and getting others and bringing them to follow Jesus. Jesus is going and at least goes out and finds Philip, uh, and and then he has these entering, interesting uh, interactions. He he renames Simon into Peter, which kind of means Rocky. He he does this. Um, I guess, miracle, you could say, of telling Nathaniel that he was hanging out under a fig tree, which Nathaniel must think is a miracle because he's super impressed, calls him the son of God, the king of Israel. Um, and and so we have this section of the calling of Jesus' first disciples. Um, a disciple is a, a student follower that is committed to, to, to live and serve their teacher. And so these are the original some of the original disciples we don't hear all the names that we hear in uh matthew mark and luke uh john isn't just giving us a simple list like okay memorize these 12. he's kind of telling it more in narrative or story and there's some some interesting bits in here so uh what do we want to talk about tim what, what jumps out to you as you think about these first disciples and what it means for you to be a disciple well, I know one of the things we talked about
0: uh, this, at our Bible study that we had was about this idea of following or, uh, or of being called, um, what it means to be a disciple, like you were saying. And so that's, um, that's something that seems important. Uh, Jesus's words, we should pay attention to those. Uh, these are the first words that John is sharing with us. Um, so one of the things that stuck out, uh, and we talked about, uh, this morning in Bible study was Jesus's first response, which was, what are you seeking? Uh, and that's kind of an interesting, uh, pretty cool.
1: Right. Yeah what, are you question, yeah. yeah.
0: what are you seeking? Um, cause these guys, what are you
1: seeking Severs?
0: You know, you most days I'm just seeking a good hot cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, I the idea, uh, you know, each of the so John John says, uh, "Behold the Lamb of God." They see Jesus, and the immediate response is that they follow, um, and I think that's cool. They don't have any idea really, except for John's testimony and what he said. Um, probably never met Jesus, but they go and they follow. They follow him, uh, and so. I love that the immediacy of that happening, that there weren't um, that they just, they just did it. And I think there must've been something kind of supernatural going on there uh, in God's plan to draw them. And, and because in our day and age, I know we wouldn't just, I don't we'd be hard pressed ourselves if somebody said, Oh, there goes Jesus, the lamb of God that we'd follow, you know, leave everything behind or whatever and, and go do that. But they just, they just, went they were obedient to that calling on their life and i think that's really cool
1: yeah yeah when he says come it, it it's it's not just kind of a uh easy thing It, i mean it's not just a suggestion it's like if you want to follow me you got to come you got to you got to actually follow me um yeah so it, being a disciple of Jesus means responding to his invitation to believe in him, follow him, learn from him, do what he teaches, uh, and as you said to to be obedient uh, to him. That, but the good news is he doesn't expect us to be perfect right off the bat, right? I think he or or, he ever. Knows, <laughs> or ever right, good point. I think he knows uh, our imperfections and our brokenness when he calls us and what we struggle with. And we, I think even in the naming of Peter, I, you know, some people look at this and say, Oh, Peter got a nickname, man, the others must've been jealous. Some people think it's the other way around. Like, Oh, Jesus saw the brokenness in Peter and that. He, he was kind of shifty, you know, maybe like, you know, sands are shifty the ground. You don't build a house on the sand because it's, it's not good to build your house on um, the ground that shifts, but, but God sees that shiftiness in Peter and, and yet says, you're, you're going to be a rock. You're Rocky. You're, you know, he calls out what he's going to do in us. He calls out what he's going to do in Peter. Um, And I I think that's really cool. Uh, You know, Nathaniel seems to have some doubt, like can God really bring anything good out of Nazareth? He doesn't say it in that way. He says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? The implication is, though, that, well, God wouldn't do that, right? Bring the Messiah out of Nazareth. But but then Jesus shows him that he is God simply by telling him, I saw you when you were under a fig tree. I Basically, I know what you were doing under that fig tree. We don't know what he was doing under the fig tree, but Nathaniel knows that Jesus knows what he was doing. And that was enough for Nathaniel. So my point is God meets us at... And at, at, at the point of our need, like he knows what will what will hit us, right? What we'll hear and what we'll understand. He knows that Peter needs that nickname, so to speak. Okay, he knows that Nathaniel will will believe uh, even a man from Nazareth is the son of God if 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 that man tells him what he was doing under the fig tree. Maybe Nathaniel was praying for the Messiah to come under the fig tree. Uh, but I got just a series of cool stories. I'm uh, looking forward to preaching it, connecting it to our life, uh, connecting it to leadership as we you know, look at the election. Not that I'm going to get super political uh, or anything, but I think this is an example of a leader calling followers. And so we'd be foolish not to learn some lessons of leadership here as well. Yeah. Anything else jump out to you, Tim? Hmm. Um
0: gosh, I just uh you you kind of hit up on one of the other things I was I was going uh to mention. But what about these um there's a lot of different names that Jesus gets in this names or titles that uh kind of get ascribed to him. Yeah. Um, Some in the beginning rabbi um mm-hmm. uh, uh, Messiah, which means the Christ. Uh and then um son of god uh, king of israel and son of man <laughs> like yeah the, i don't know if that's even all of them uh that was my eyes kind of glancing at the text yeah. trying to remember, but that's a lot of different son of joseph too is oh, in oh, right there. right
1: yeah, yeah. yeah
0: so a lot yeah. of different names for jesus uh in this uh section so what what's that I mean, is that important or what's that all about?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, it was not one of my commentaries, interestingly enough. They ran through almost that exact list. Uh, we're learning a lot about Jesus in a, in a dense section. Remember, in the beginning of chapter one, we learned a lot about him theologically, right? right. Uh, in the beginning was the word, and word was with God, and word was God, uh, that he made all things, that he's the, the light of men and, and the life of men. Uh, And here we're finding out his titles, we're finding out where he's from, who his earthly father figure was. Uh, So I think John is constructing things for the reader uh, so that we are learning about who Jesus is. And remember, part of our big uh, journey through John is this book is telling us who Jesus is. So we need to ask that question, who is Jesus? Well, you've got a lot of answers in in this relatively brief section, right? He's rabbi he's son of god he's the messiah he's the king of israel he's the son of man that's a confusing one son of man um so um, yeah I, I don't know if that answers your question we could go through each one of those uh we're not going to but we could encourage you to do that on your own as a bible study uh, you know do some keyword searches and learn what what those different titles mean um, but it, it's pretty cool that it's condensed or, or that this is such a dense, rich section for naming um, and identifying Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. And connecting him to the Old Testament again. Uh, the Lamb of God, remember, in our previous section and in this section this week was a connection to Exodus. Uh, but we see uh, the scriptures, both uh, the law of Moses and the prophets mentioned here. Of course, the Messiah uh, the and the the, um, the King of Israel are Old Testament scriptural themes. And then at the very end of our section, where Jesus says, I, I, I say to you, you'll see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That is a reference to the story of Jacob's ladder in Genesis 28. And that Jesus essentially saying, I am that i am jacob's ladder i am the connection between heaven and earth uh i'm the fulfillment of that so um yeah a huge huge amount of scriptural references too for those who have those biblically tuned ears to hear that um yeah cool well it sounds like there's a lot for us to learn
0: from this passage that maybe we would have just uh, glossed over um as oh, it's the calling of the disciples. Whatever, right. uh, there's there's, it's a lot deeper than that. If we mm-hmm. pay attention, like you said, yep. our ears are tuned to uh, what's what's being said. So uh, excited for this Sunday sermon. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you, if you're out there and you, you want to join us, we'd love to have you join us. Uh, our messages are on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, you can get the audio on our web on our website, policechurch.org. Cool thing about that uh, is you can do it anytime, anywhere, and you can listen again (laughs) if you want to. So we'd love to have you join us uh, for worship on Sunday, or maybe join one of our Bible studies. Um, So give us a call at the church, 878-1509. We'd love to connect you to one of the Bible studies if that's something you'd like to do.
1: And, And I had somebody text me about our Bible study this morning after it started, and I didn't see it until after it was done. They looked for the Zoom link on our website or on Facebook. You're not going to find a, uh, if you want to attend one of our Zoom Bible studies, we have in-person options, but if you want to attend one of our Zoom Bible studies, you're not going to find the Zoom link publicly anywhere. You have to contact us. Uh, so please do, and then we'll gladly message it, email, text it to yeah. you uh, right. so that you can connect. But you won't find it right on our website. And that's, uh, that's for your protection. Right. Uh, so that we don't get
0: some Zoom bomber coming into a meeting that we don't Zoom want. Zoom
1: vandal, yeah. Oh, is that what it
0: is these days? Zoom
1: vandals? I don't, I know. don't know. Zoom bomber, Zoom but, vandal. Is Zoom
0: vandal uh, something negative about people from Idaho or? Totally.
1: Oh, totally. Well, I don't know.
0: Maybe totally. alienating some of our potential uh, audience here. So, well, I don't know. You've given us something to think about for sure, Pastor Corey. <laughs> so, <laughs> Love the vandals.
1: Love the yeah. vandals. Huh?
0: Yeah. But not, vandal. the, not the Zoom ones. so Not Zoom vandals. <laughs> so, uh, well, if that's all we've got, I'll wrap things up. Anything else we need to, to hit on before we go?
1: No, now, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on uh, that people are doing. Um, you know, people are uh, putting Bible stories online. Check out our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, Um, soon to have coloring sheets to go along with that for kids. And we have some kids' activities coming up. So if you're a parent or grandparent listening to this, stay tuned. There's going to be some safe in-person activities coming up this fall for, for kids and families. Great. Great. Well, thank you all for listening and watching to the Church on a
0: Hill podcast. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. And we hope you have a blessed week.